Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Coming at you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite shows and stars. Buzzworthy starts now. Hey, this is Daniel Goddard, Kane from Young and the Restless, and you are listening to the king of the pervs, the perv of all pervs, his perviness, Navelle, on Buzzworthy Radio. That's right. You are listening to the king of the pervs. I still don't know how I'm a pervert, but you know what? I embrace it. I might as well. Hey, everybody, welcome to a new episode of Buzzworthy Radio tonight here on blogtalkradio.com and on buzzworthyradio.net. I'm your host, Novell J. Lee. Sorry for the extreme 10-minute tardiness on my part, just getting back for my second job that I always uh, that I always do on a daily basis. But you know what? We're here now. We're going to get the ball rolling for you guys. It is Thursday, November 11, 2010, Veterans Day. I hope that everybody actually thanked or all remembered those who serve and served our country, you know, on this day. And not just today. I, I want to make sure that you guys always embrace those that do serve our country on a daily basis, not just on one day out of the year or two days out of the year. It has to be on a daily basis, in my opinion, because we will not be here and we will not be free if it weren't for them. So, I just wanted to pass that message on to you, but we got a great show for you guys tonight. Uh, I had the pleasure of speaking with Florencia Lozano of ABC Daytime's One Life to Live. She plays the role of Taya Delgado on the show, so we spent a nice half-hour chat with her that I definitely am looking forward to showcasing with you guys. So here it is, our interview that we did with Florencia. Enjoy. Hey, Navelle. How are you? Hi. How are you? I'm good. Good. Let's see how long it lasts. <laughs> Again, uh, it's nice to, nice to speak with you. Thank you so much for stopping by today. Oh, you're welcome. My pleasure. Now, uh, I want to start, uh, before I before I get into it, there was a comment that I definitely wanted to start it off with. This is from Jim Romanovich from, from, from ATI, and he, he basically sends this comment to you. He wanted you to know that he feels that you are one of the very best actors in the daytime because you play the truth in every scene with such great passion. So I wanted to start off with that. Oh, that's so nice to hear. That's that's. Sometimes I feel like I got so much passion that I, you know, makes it hard to get to get through the day. But oh, I'm glad that I can put it to use in my acting. <laughs> <laughs> I love. I love Taya. I, I have to be. I have to be honest with myself. Taya was one of my favorite characters when you first showed up on the scene in '96, '97, and, and your character has been through so much during your time on the show. You've been pushed out of a window. Uh-huh. You have been. <laughs> you have been left on an island, and and then you come back, and everybody thought you were dead again with a brain tumor. 
Is there anything that Taya Delgado hasn't done yet in their view that I'm completely and utterly missing? Um, well, she did push back. She pushed Blair out a window yeah. as well, which, <laughs> um, yeah, Cassie and I have had some some good times. Um, yeah, that's, yeah, a lot of court uh, trials. Um, she had a kid she kept from Todd and from everybody. She's she's had some stuff go on in her life, sure. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. What, what, in your opinion, what makes Taya Delgado so? Because every time you play this role, as, as much as what Jim said, you you seem to play the role fresh every day. Because when I watch the character, it never goes stale. There's always something new, something vibrant, and something real about this character. How do you feel about the makeup of this role? Um, thank you for for saying that. That's that's really that's that's very good to hear. Um. You know, I think I, 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 what attracts me to her is that she's a survivor. Mm-hmm. Um, she, uh, she came from uh, a world where, you know, she, uh, she was a super's daughter, and um, she didn't really have a mom around, so uh, she was always sort of trying to get her dad's attention. He was very busy. Um, uh, not having um, a lot of family to go to left her um, feeling like she had to really rely on herself. Um, right. And so she's a woman who um, is terrified of of, of intimacy. Um, and I think I think a lot of I think a lot of people can relate to that in in this in this day and age, and probably. <laughs> Through time, it's 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 scary to open yourself to to being hurt, and um, and you know she chooses to partner with someone who who has a lot of the same issues, um, uh, and for better or for worse, they really make a good pair because they understand each other on a very deep level. Um, they make each other laugh. They have fun together. They're obviously attracted to each other. Um but you know there there is a level of sort of um this little girl inside of of her who's um uh working really hard to um to uh to be loved and and I think um you know that's 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 fun to play. It's it it at times it's you know it's um demanding but um it always makes me active in 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 the portrayal you know i agree you, you know it, it's definitely something that i'm able to see Tanya just wants to be appreciated i feel that's <laughs> all she ever wanted in life is just to be loved and appreciated and you and trevor st john have undeniable chemistry on the show. Granted, I love both tides. I, I loved Roger Howes as yeah. well, but Trevor Trevor um, has, like, a different appeal to the role of, of Todd that just sparks chemistry between the two of you. So working alongside him, I, I, what's that like? I know that has to be, like, an undeniable fun for you. Yeah, it is. It is. You know, I, I also loved Roger. Um, I think there is something about the character of Todd himself that really uh, infects and um, affects 
uh, the actors who play him, namely Trevor and and, and Roger. Um, it's it's a great character for a soap because he's sort of the anti-hero and he's uh, always cutting against the melodrama, cutting against the sentimentality. Um, he's uh, he's a survivor too in a big way, and um, he keeps his feelings very close to his chest. Um, but you always, the viewer always knows, and the people, you know, the actors, us acting with him, especially, you know, those those of us who love him, um, that he feels things deeply, but he can't always afford, or he can rarely afford to sort of express his need and his and and his um, desire, um, and it comes out in ways that are obviously, you know, twisted and unhealthy and and unwise. Um, but you know, so many people, so many people come up to me on the subway and and they say, "Oh, I love Todd." You know, and and I think a lot of people, especially men, I think can relate to, you know, being trapped inside a man's body and feeling all of the same longings and needs and desires that that women feel, but we're allowed a certain uh, amount of emotionality. You're allowed to get away with it than we can. Men aren't. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um. <laughs> I think that's why a lot of a lot of guys relate to Todd during the story. I mean, this romance is very raw, and I like that about this relationship. It's very raw, and I kind of feel that it's very real. And you know, I'm I'm sitting there, I'm going like, I I I like to be a Todd in this because he's pretty much doing exactly what I would want to do in a relationship, but can't. <laughs> so I think yeah. I think that's a good thing. I think that's a good thing. I like it. I like it. And mm-hmm. what can we see, um, if you can say, um, upcoming with Taya on the show? Is there? Are we going to see Todd and Taya last? Are they going to be happy? I, I, well, we can't really say they're going to be happy. This is a soap. Hello. Oh, right, but, right. Happy is not that interesting. I I will say that you know. Um, I'm really trying to um, uh, sort of follow through um, in terms of um, not let go, uh, I mean, as an actor, and, and of, of what Taya went through. So she's she's really sort of right now kind of trying to take in what happened to her, um, the betrayal, mm-hmm. the, uh, also the incredible gratitude. I mean, she's been born again, literally. And... Um, she so is so grateful. I mean, she really has sort of you know um, almost into the other side. And 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 with that perspective, she's so full of of gratitude and and uh, simple joy to just be here. So that affects a lot of her interactions. And and as she starts to see the cracks and oh God, what's going on here? And something something's wrong here and something's wrong there. Her level of just wanting everything to be okay because yeah. um, she's just so happy to be back. Um, that that sort of what what she's doing is is, is damage control. Um, is uh, fiercely trying to protect her daughter and in so doing, missing I think a lot of what's going on with her because um, she's so blinded by her um, her desire to, you know, have Daniela lead a normal life after everything she's been through. She's 
she feels very, very guilty and very, you know, um, concerned that, you know, God, her daughter's been through hell and back. Um, you know, I think as, as a mother, what, she, what Tay has gone through is sort of secondary in a way to what her daughter's gone through because she's her mom and, and she wants right. her to, um, to have some level of, um, of, of relaxation and enjoyment and, um, and there's still so much going on in Landview, so there's 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 a conflict there because um, while she's fighting for that, there are things beyond her control. That's gonna get in her way. Yep. <laughs> that is gonna get in her way. I love that yep. though. You know, Taya's putting her daughter first. You know, before Taya herself, and that's really what I think a lot of people love about this character because she loves her family. She loves her daughter. And she is pretty much putting everything aside that was about Taya and putting Danielle first. And that's pretty much yeah. what I love about this. And this storyline that just happened, you know, it was vehemently talked about. Everybody was talking about it. Everyone thought, oh, my God, please don't let Taya die. Don't let Taya die. Please don't let her die. <laughs> I, I, that's pretty much the comments that were swirling at me on Twitter was those comments. They did not want the character killed off. You know, we were kind of crossing our fingers like it's not, it better not happen and everything. Like that was a, it was an exciting it was an exciting storyline. Even the fallout was exciting. Just watching the cliffhangers day in and day out when Danielle finally sees her mom in the being held captive and by Eli and uh, everything else when Todd finally sees Taya alive for the first time after that when everybody thought she was dead. It was a great storyline. Doing that story, I was that like playing that out. I mean, it was a wild ride. It, it was, it was, um, it was scary at times just to really put myself in imaginatively in the circumstances of, you know, this woman who thinks her, you know, her numbers up um, and she's going to lose everything, um, uh, namely her life. Um, and you know, the scenes where I had to say goodbye to them and I pushed them away. Those were. Um, you know, delicious in that way that, you know, acting can be very cathartic and, and, and it can be um, uh, really a twisted kind of fun to go to those dark places. Um, and, and, uh, and sad and scary, too. Um, uh, and I think, you know, me and Kelly and, and Trevor, um, you know, went through a lot because we, we really uh, counted on each other. Um, to to make those scenes good, to make them work, and to sort of um, laugh them off when they were over, you know, because it was heavy stuff for us to sort of even imagine actually living through. Um, right. I loved acting with um, Terrell, um, uh, and and sort of, you know, again, considering the fallout after all that happened, like what, you know, what kind of state. Taya would be in, what kind of state anyone would be in after going through that. And and a lot of what I felt was gratitude, like um, uh, gratitude that, that I didn't die and that, um, uh, you know, when, when, when you're faced with something so huge, it puts everything else in perspective. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know? I, I, it, it, it did because... You know, this is this is a character that's pretty much thinking that she's not going to be here much longer. 
and that's how you had to play it out. She's like saying goodbye to everybody that she loves and cares about, and it's just like I will never see you guys again. And then, then all of a sudden you had to play like I am not really dying. They actually faked this to me, and you, you know, I kind of. In my mind, I kind of wanted to see repercussions from that. Going like, why did you do this to me? Why did you put me through this hell? You know, that's kind of how. That's kind of what I would want to see. But again, I'm not the one behind the pen. But you know. Right. <laughs> yeah, I think yeah, that's a really I, good point. I think that's. I mean, I too wanted to. I had one monologue where I sort of confront him and ask why. I don't really get an answer, and then, you know, that yeah. a- answer gets question. Uh, that question gets answered between. Um, you know, Destiny's whole family and Sean. And, um, but she never really does get an answer. And I think, um, right. I think you're right that there was some more beats to play there. Absolutely there is. Yeah. And it, you never know. It might be. It might be. Yeah. I've never seen ever. Absolutely. You never, you never say that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about this play that you had underneath my bed. You know, I, I wish I was able to see it. I'm, I couldn't get up there, but uh, let's talk about that underneath my bed. You, you, you wrote it. I did. I, I, I did. I wrote it. Um, I wrote the first scene of it 17 years ago. Wow. Uh yeah, and it took me a minute to figure out how to write a play. To think that mm-hmm. I. Could um, for a long many years I'd thought you know I have no idea how to do this and I it's I can't um, and um, it was tremendously rewarding and very very difficult <laughs> to I'm sure. um, it, very difficult I mean excruciating at times to um, to put the production up, but I had an amazing team. I mean, theater is so collaborative, and that's one of the things that I, I like best about it. It's like, you know, you, you give birth as the writer, and then you allow your child to be cared for um, with by the director, who's really the, the sort of the father. Um, my, my director was incredible and really knew how to um, bring to life uh, – play that was very challenging um, uh, for a couple different reasons, um, one of which was there was a lot of Spanish in the play. Um, uh, you know, I grew up, the, the play was sort of based on my childhood, and my parents were from Argentina, and I grew up um, outside of Boston, uh, in a suburb outside of Boston, where there weren't many Latinos. So in my house, my parents spoke Spanish, uh, my sisters and I spoke English, so Often in the play, there's a mixture of Spanish and English, and a lot of times, um, many people are speaking at the same time. Um, so orchestrating that as a director was challenging, and like I said, my director, Pedro Pascal, did a great job. Um, the actors, I had 10 people in my cast, they were fantastic, um, such such a... a a great group of people, many of them dear friends of mine. Um, we did it at a, an off-Broadway theater that really takes risks with new plays, with challenging plays, with plays that, that demand a lot of the audience, that demand that the audience use their imagination and engage their intelligence. And, um, and uh, the Rattlestick Theater Company is, is who produced it, and they gave me a great design team, the set was amazing, solved a lot of the problems in the play. 
the lighting was gorgeous, music. I mean, it really sort of came together as as a piece of theater in a way that um, it was just so satisfying to witness as a writer. I love it. And yeah. you have a someone mentioned to me you have another play that's going to come out soon. Yeah. Or you're working on another one? Okay. I, yeah, I, I have a play that is going to be produced for one night only in a bar down in the lower in the East Village, um, okay. and uh, I'm excited about that one too. You gotta let us know. Let us know some more. Absolutely. Okay. okay. Absolutely. Well. And yeah, keep us posted. And I got. There's been a lot of email questions coming for you. And then there's one in particular I just really wanted to get out there. Uh, this one is from Pilar Ferreira. She wants to know, what's the one scene for you you really want to act as Taya? Oh, wow. The one scene I really want to act as Taya. That's a great question. Um, I think it would be uh, addressing my father. Um Ooh. I think he is um, dead now. I'm pretty sure Taya's father's passed away. But mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, I don't love the the talking to the graveyard, grave, you know, stone. Um, I would love a scene in which there was actually a scene going on and not just a monologue. But her dealing with um, being grateful for what her father sacrificed, and also expressing her longing for everything she didn't get from her dad. Um, which I think is inextricably linked with why she's with someone like Todd, who she always mm-hmm. has to sort of, you know, fight to to love. Um, uh, I think so, there's something about Taya and her dad, which is at the top of who she is. And, um, yeah, that would interest me. I love that. You know, we, never, we, we really don't know much about her family history, do we? Well, we know that her dad was a super, that her mom, I think, either passed away or left when she was really young. Uh, Tay doesn't really have much of a mother figure. Um, I think that's why it's it's hard for Tay to get close to women. Um, uh, you know, she has sort of conflicted um, issues with, with, with intimacy with women because um, uh, that's an even deeper longing, and that's something that she doesn't even dare to touch. Um, so maybe a scene with with her mother would be would be interesting too. Um, but they both sacrificed a lot for her, especially her dad, who sort of pushed her to um, work so hard that she so that she could have a better life than he did, better education, better opportunities. And you know, a lot of immigrant uh, immigrants do that for their children, and that's a big part of what I try to um, honor about who this character is. Absolutely. I love it. And you got to explain something to me, because I got this question, too, from Kelly and Eve. They wanted to know what your middle name is, but I don't know. what what What's the TNT crew in TNT Nation? I don't oh, know. God. What is that? What is it's that? A, <laughs> it's an amazing group of, of women who've met online. It makes me so happy to that they're friends and they, you know, they've been through a lot of different things, including, you know, battling with their weight. Um, one of the members battled cancer. Um, oh, wow. And a lot of them, yeah, yeah. 
Um, a lot of them, well, they uh, love uh, Todd and, and Taya, and they call themselves the, the TNT Nation. Um, and they are incredibly supportive and, um, you know, make me these, you know, gift books and cards and shower me with love. And it's um, it's pretty amazing um, who they are. Um, but my middle name is Victoria. Okay. Yeah. Cute. There you go, Kelly. There's a real name. <laughs> and now I know what TNT Nation is. I, I was sitting there going, like, I have absolutely no idea what this is. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, racking my brains, like, trying to figure it out. And lo and behold, it was Todd and Taya. And I'm like, Todd and Taya. Yeah, I would never have gotten that at all. That's yep. awful. <laughs> um, my final one of my final email question for you before we wrap it up is from Melissa Nepp. Uh since we were talking about the play she wanted to know what advice would you give someone else writing a play if they were to write one oh. what advice would I give someone writing a play allow yourself to make a mess Really? Yeah. I mean, that's one of the main things I learned was what was so hard for so long was that I thought, oh, God, okay, I have to know where I'm going. I have to know what the play is about. I have to understand what I'm – it's like that's not really how it works or it worked for me. Writing a play, really, the characters reveal reveal to you who they are. And then you go away and you think, oh, well, this character said that. She must be this. So, and then, you know, it's, it's, it's more of a process of surrendering to, um, to your unconscious and to your imaginative inner world that, that will let you know what the play is you want to write. And it will reveal to yourself who you are. And that, that's the scary part is going, oh, shit. I don't. I don't always like what I see, but that's the truth of who um, of who I am. Um, and so, you know, you have to let yourself. I really think when you make anything, whether it's dinner or playing a part, you have to let yourself take risks and really be bad. You know, write some stuff that's just horrible and makes you feel like you're, you know, a bad person. You know, there's there's a lot of of facing yourself. And, and when you do that, you come up against the voices that say, stop, don't go any further, I'm scared, uh, I'm, I, I don't like myself, no one likes me, all, all that stuff that, that we carry with us that stops us from realizing our, you know, our potential. That's the courage that you have to have uh, in saying, you know what, I'm going to keep going, and I'm going to trust that this play will reveal itself to me, and I can just keep putting it out there until, you know, I've made a huge mess, and then, and then I'll, and then I'll, I'll, I'll sculpt it, I'll figure it out. But first, you really have to let yourself um, just be free. You got to let yourself go. Yeah, you know, like, whether it's dancing or having sex or, you know, I mean, you have to really not care too much about those voices in your head that say right. people are going to hate you for doing this and you're an idiot and all, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? 
it's like if you let yourself go, you, you, you kind of you, you you get into it. You know, you're gonna make mistakes. You, you're gonna make mistakes when you're going ahead and writing a play. It's not gonna be perfect the first time you do it, and that's oh. pretty much getting right into it, knowing all right, what's right, what's wrong. Take this out, put this in. You know, and then just do something else that will put your mind right into your work that you want to incorporate into the play. Whether it's like you said, whether it's making love, whether you're dancing, whether you're cooking, whatever it is, you know, it's just that you gotta gotta run with it. And that's pretty much, then you'll get the perfect, then you get the perfect play or the perfect whatever it is that you want to do. And it's, you know, it's never perfect. I mean, things are, we're not, they're not perfect, life is not, but it's so much more interesting than perfection. It's so much more unexpected. It's so much more full of life. It's so much more like life that we all are full of of so much imperfection. And that's where, that's where the great plays are born from. That's where great, you know, characters on soaps are born from. That's where great relationships are born from is embracing the fact that, you know, um, we're all damaged, we're all hurt, we're all afraid, but don't let that stop you from going for it, you know? Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Reach for it. And I want to I wanna thank you so much for coming here to the show today. It was a pleasure talking to you. You're very insightful. It was like... Oh. I love I loved speaking with you, and I keep up with everything. With Taya, with the plays... Whenever you're making guest stints on Mauler Special Victims Unit, uh, <laughs> everything, absolutely, please. Stop by anytime, whenever you want. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure talking to you. Likewise. Thank you again. Okay. Take care. Bye. Bye-bye. Florencia Lozano, everybody, thank you so much for tuning in to the show tonight. We had a pleasure talking with her yesterday, and I know that we had a lot of questions coming in from everybody, and I know I didn't get to all of them, but I do appreciate you sending me to them, and those who I did get to into the show, uh, thank you so much again uh, for, for sending them to me, reaching out. You know, if you miss any of this show, any of the po- any of the podcasts or any of our podcasts, you can always download them here at the website at blogtalkradio.com slash buzzworthyradio or on our official website, which is www.buzzworthyradio.net. Okay, so there's all options to choose from. We are also on iTunes, so you can check us out on iTunes as well. So you can definitely download our shows from there as well. What is this about Kourtney Kardashian coming on onto One Life, making a cameo? She recorded it today, but yet the episode is not supposed to air until March, probably because of Courtney and Chloe Take New York. I'm sorry, but... Really? You're on a high right now, One Life to Live. Why must you bring it down by putting her on there? Please, tell me something. But enough of that little rant there. I'm sure, you know, once I have a longer show, (laughs) another show where I can vent those concerns out, I will do it. So look out for that because it will get done. But we are wrapping up the show here for now. I want to thank you guys so much for tuning into the show tonight. This episode will be available later on tonight for download in just uh, about a half an hour's time. So whatever you did miss or whatever you want to hear again, it'll be yours at your leisure. In about a half an hour's time, just look for us on Twitter at Buzzworthy Radio. That's simply what it is, Buzzworthy Radio. And on Facebook, our Facebook fan page, which is, of course, Buzzworthy Radio itself. So 
check us out on both sides. We'll have the episode up and running for you very shortly. My name is Navelle J. Lee. Make sure you get the latest buzz with Buzz Lady Radio. We'll see you guys next time. Always hit up the site to find out who is going to be stopping by next. All right? Take care, you guys. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Log on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.